Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. You did both of them? All right, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of the T-Bone Speaks podcast. And depending on when you're listening to this, this could be coronavirus time or it could be well past uh, coronavirus time. But what I want to do this week and this episode is talk to you about money. Okay, and what do I mean by that and what specifically about money am I talking about? I want to talk about money before, during, and after crisis. And quite frankly, it's all the same. And here's where I'm coming from on this because I want to give you some context about what I'm talking about. Is there are several things that are creating anxiety and all of this stuff around coronavirus and this shutdown that we're experiencing. One of it is... Is my business going to survive? What, the fear of the unknown, the uncertainty, and all of those things. But what I believe, at least when I went through this in 2008, 2009, what I believe the vast majority of our stress revolves around is the financial implications of this. How am I going to survive? How long is this going to last? What do I have to do? And really what I want to do is talk about things related to that so that way we can get ready, so that you can get ready, that you can, you know, kind of get your stuff together. But as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Meredith Cooper-Jones. Hi. Meredith, how are you doing? Good. Well, I'm going to turn it over to you for our weekly update. I know it's been a few weeks since we've yes. done a weekly update, but let's kind of go from there. All right, so let's get started. We are staying busy here at 3D Dennis, even though we're doing a different type of busy. Um, we do have webinars going on, and you can watch those replayed or listen to them at www.3d-dentist.com slash growth. Um, we also have courses in the works. Um, our in-person courses are all on hold for the next couple months. However, we are working to get courses uh, virtually, so we'll be able to get those out to you guys while you have a little extra time on your hands. If you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at www.asktbone.com. Um, if you have any questions about upcoming courses, since we'll be changing some dates, you can always reach out to me at Meredith at 3D-Dentist.com. And before we get started, I have a review for us. Let's do it. We haven't had a review in a while. All right. So this is from Sergio. 
We're not sure where you are, Sergio. Is it Sergio Garcia, the golfer? Uh, yes. Let's go with it. Great <laughs> podcast. I always enjoy listening to the podcast, especially when I'm on the treadmill getting ready for the day. So, so maybe you me. should try this. <laughs> it could, definitely couldn't be me. Maybe you should try this. It puts me in the right mindset and has tons of real world advice that I can apply in my practice. T-Bone is awesome. I love that last part for yes. sure. All right, so let's get started about um, some money tasks that people can knock out while they have a little extra time during quarantine. Absolutely. So what are we going to be talking about today, Meredith? Okay, well, we have uh, five different tasks that can kind of be tackled during this time. We have emergency fund, uh, reviewing your spending, price and plan shopping, credit report, and uh, debt reconstructing. All right, perfect. So let's uh, get started. Okay? Yeah, so let's start with emergency fund. Yeah, so I think uh, one of the most important things, at least for me, and look, I I want to be very humble and very understanding and empathetic to everybody that's listening, okay? And don't get me wrong, I am worried about this time. Uh, this is not a stress-free time for me, but I have a very different worry than what I had uh, in 2008, 2009. And part of it is because I have established emergency funds. Uh, and so I want to talk through people uh, without getting into a lot of detail. I know I've talked about this on a different episode uh, in the past, uh, but I look at emergency funds um, in a couple of ways. One is the personal expenses. And what I want us to have, what I encourage people to have is three to six months of personal expenses. And I, I believe in a tiered system uh, of personal expenses and business expenses as I get to that. Uh, first is, what will it take for me to live a frugal life? Okay. So in other words, you know, if I, if things, you know, if push came to shove and I had to live a really frugal life, I want to have three to six months of that type of living. I saved away. And then once I reach that uh, dollar amount and I've got that saved up, then I want to move to three to six months of my normal life. In other words, just live your life normally, you know, go where you want to go, do what you want to do, you know, don't necessarily worry about what to eat and, you know, those things. So I want to have three to six months of that saved up, okay? So that's from a personal side of things. Now, on the business side of things, I want to have three months uh, of, of business savings, emergency funds in place. And, and again, this is also tiered. And, and, and the first tier is something I never thought about before. But, uh, you know, really, here's what happens is many of us don't have multiple months of business uh, saving emergency funds in place. And we get overwhelmed when we look at this and say, how will I ever get there? I mean, it's just a lot of money. Okay. Um, so, so don't think of it as like, I got to get all the way here. Uh, instead, think of it, I got to get a tiered approach to things. And, and so the first tiered approach is a total shutdown. In other words, what we're experiencing now, I would have never imagined uh, that this is a level or something like this could happen, right? Uh, so what does a total shutdown look like, okay? And what I mean by that is, is in this event where we have a total shutdown, what kind of expenses do I have to maintain my office, keeping it, you know, solvent uh-huh. yeah. while we're doing this? So that doesn't include team members because at the end of the day, we can furlough our team members. Uh, and, and I also want to be very cautious about this is this total shutdown number is also without uh, any debt forbearance. In other words, I want you to plan it without having 
planning on having the bank say you don't have to pay your debt these right few back. months, right, right right away, okay? Uh, so I want to keep that. So, you know, I look at my office, right? So right now I've got it down to about twelve grand is what it's costing me to have a business uh, without being there. I've got rent, okay, which um, is there. You know, I've got utilities, which is there. I've got some basic expenses, some some loans. Equipment. You know, equipment loans and things like that. Services. Services that I can't get rid of right. or I can't, you know, really shut down. So all of that total for me right now is in the twelve to thirteen thousand dollar ballpark. So every month that this coronavirus stuff goes down, it's costing me twelve to thirteen months. Now for others that are depending on where you're at in your career, that may include practice debt, equipment debt, building debt, school loans, you know, school loans things like that. All those school loans I would put on the personal side, okay? okay. Uh, but um, so those kind of things are there, okay? So a total shutdown. Then I look at it, the next tier, once I, re- once I reach that level, is what, what dollar amount do I need if my business went down 33%? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in other words, if we go into a recession, which is what we experienced last time, is that our business went down about 33% or so. And then what would I need there? So that also includes uh, your team members. team members. Now, I would assume if your business went down 33%, you probably wouldn't have the full complement of team members. Right. So I want you to say, okay, if business went down 33%, I would lose probably not 33% of your team, but no. you would lose, maybe lose 15 to 20% of your team. Mm-hmm. And what would that look like? Okay. And if business went down 33%, then my uh, monthly operating expenses would be lower in terms of my supply costs and stuff like that. So then I tier it to that level. Yeah. And then the final aspect I look at is, is where I really want everybody to get to. Okay, is I want them to get to three times full running business, like everything's hopping, it's on full cylinders, and this is what I do. So basically, that is a matter of having three times your monthly revenue. And what I found when I did this this time is that I had the money, but I didn't have enough earmarked for the 3x emergency fund. Because the truth is, is the last time I did this, our business was about 30% less than it is today. So, you know, about 2016 or so is the last time I went through and rebalanced all of my emergency funds, and I hadn't done it since then. Uh, So, you know, um, so we have to do this on a regular basis. So that way, when you're looking at this, uh, you're updating for your current numbers, okay? So if you're a startup phase and your business is doubling from year two to three, uh, something you need to adjust your emergency emergency funds, and the tiered systems that I'm looking at. Okay. And then the last, th- last thing along the emergency fund is when you find a gap, okay, and, and the truth is, is the vast majority of us listening to this are going to have a gap, okay, uh, because quite frankly, we just haven't been in that mode. We've been in 10 years of, of pretty good economics, and we've forgotten, or we've kind of gotten out of touch with this. So create a plan to fill the gap. And I've given you a tiered system so that you don't get this overwhelm. And then get that gap filled within 12 to 24 months. And I know it is daunting. I know it. Okay, a practice like mine that's doing north of 200K per month, I'm asking you to have $600,000, $650,000 in emergency fund for your business. Okay, so that, that, that's a lot of money. And that's hard to come by in 12 to 24 months. But you got to start looking at it that way because we are in a new normal and you have to start looking at it. You have to start adjusting your personal expenses because the truth is this, and I want to say this very cleanly and clearly to people. 
most of us in this particular environment are not facing a business crisis financially. We are facing a, a personal finances crisis. It's because that, you know, our business debts have been forbeared. Uh, we've let people go. We've got our costs down to pretty much almost nothing in many of these cases. But what we're not able to do is pay ourselves. And really what's coming out is a personal financial crisis. Uh, so, so that's kind of my take on a 30,000-foot view of the emergency fund. Okay. So for our first uh, ta- money task before, during, and after crisis would be the emergency fund. Basically, a savings develop that savings plan of where you need to be. So let's move on to reviewing spending. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, reviewing spending. And uh, uh, so let me talk to you some specifics on this, okay? Uh, number one, uh, we typically don't do this until we hit a crisis mode, okay? Uh, yeah, and Nobody likes to do this. No, no. <laughs> we don't like to look at our credit cards. <laughs> nobody likes to do it, right? And quite frankly, we haven't had a need to do it. Right. Okay? Everything's been fine. Everything's been pretty good for yeah. most people, right? Uh, so reviewing the spending. And that's why I said, by the way, before, during, and after crisis. Right. I don't want this stuff to be just during this crisis be prepared for this i want you to i want this to sink in like it did for me in 2000 like i never want to experience what i felt in 2009 oh my god i just don't want to feel it Mm -hmm. i wasn't prepared for it okay uh so take about three months of all your bank and credit card statements and literally go through them line by line and i get why we haven't done this in the past we haven't have who has time for this stuff. But right now, all we have is time, right? (laughs) So go through three months of your credit card statements, go through three months of your banking statements, and take a look at what's on there. It'll give you unbelievable insight. Uh, Now, I don't know what your family's like, but my wife has her own credit card, and I can't get access to those statements. (laughs) Um, uh, So I don't know what's going on there. But uh, the biggest thing I've seen when I go through when I go through this exercise is going through and getting rid of frivolous subscriptions. Yes, but what you think is frivolous and what I think is frivolous are two different things. Right, but but right now in yes. crisis, right, we have to get we rid don't of have it. A choice. You know, I, I want to uh, so so a couple of things on this. There's a product or a free service out there called ClarityMoney.com mm-hmm. and TrueBill T R U E Bill dot com. Where these where these things will go through and start looking for the common recurring a lot charges of subscriptions that are out there. Yeah. Uh, so I want to give people a a pro tip, okay? I, and I don't know if some <laughs> people would consider it a pro tip or not, but here's what I do: I cancel my credit cards every four to five months. I just change the numbers, and what that does is most of these recurring bills are requiring them to charge your credit card over and over again. Correct. Mm-hmm. So if your credit card number charge changes then they're not charging your card anymore. And then what happens is then they'll send you an email. And at that point, I'll get my reminder that I can get rid of this or, oh, I do need to do this and I'll update yeah. the card. Okay. So, um, so I do recommend changing your credit card number, canceling it. You know, it, it's, I think it's called, you just report it lost or stolen yeah. or whatever it is and, and get rid of that every three to six months. Uh, so that way you can do that. And uh, it keeps people honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it really does keep people honest. What about your bills you have on auto? Are those different? <laughs> like, a what different do you mean card? by that? To me, those are subscriptions or auto. You're talking about like. Uh, no, I'm talking about u- your regular utilities. Utilities. And stuff. Yeah. So, like things like utilities, I also do that there as well. Uh, but my firm basic utilities, 
Uh, that doesn't include TV service yes, and cable, right. okay, stuff like that. I'm talking about uh, water, water electricity. I yeah. do those as an ACH draft out of my credit okay. card. Sorry, out of my bank account. Okay, so, so that they're not w- tied to your credit card. That's not tied to my credit card yeah. because I don't want that. Right, that's getting, what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't want that getting cut off. Right. Okay, and, and look, at the end of the day. <clears throat> Look, I, I make a pretty decent income, I'd like to think, and it's only a few hundred dollars, but a few hundred dollars a month is two, right. three thousand dollars a year. A year. Yeah. Right? And, and when I went through this exercise a couple of three weeks ago, it was quite shocking. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm up to, if we take my dental stuff out of it, my practice stuff out of it, yeah. just my personal stuff, uh, I'm up to like two thousand dollars a month in recurring charges between the social media, thing my my subscription service for my video editing and all these things that adds up to a couple of thousand dollars a month right in services so then what people don't even realize they're or they're so used to seeing it and you're like oh well it's only 70 dollars here and it's only listen a hundred dollars there when i went through this let me tell you what i had i had a sling account Mm -hmm. a hulu tv account a netflix account and Spectrum account. Yeah. Like all, not take Netflix out of it. Right. Three of those things were doing the same thing. Right. So that, that's the type of frivolous stuff that shows up because at some point life is good and we just take our eye off the ball. Yeah. You want to watch that one show. So you sign up for the subscription. I do have a Showtime then... account too. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but these are the kind of things. Right. And, and that leads into the third part of this is get rid of the things you can live without. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. And, and. And and this really goes to something you said, Meredith. You said what would be important to me may not not important to me may yeah. be important to you. Right. And, and here's how I look at it: get rid of it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants, but feeling a bit hesitant and/or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, let's get back to this week's episode. And make sure I can live. Well, <laughs> see if you say anything. Right. Because no, at the end that's of the day, true. At the end of the day, nothing we get can't be re-signed up for. Right. But I, I mean, I get like subscription boxes and things that I probably wouldn't even notice if they didn't yeah. show up. Like, for example, I, I moved dro- and I didn't get it for two months. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it was going to my old address. I dropped sling. Yeah. Not one person in my house even noticed it. Right. 
Right? The office will probably notice. Yeah, but so, sure, but that's <laughs> right. there, right? But yeah. then we'll wait for that to happen. Maybe right. maybe every we can train our team our patients to watch Netflix. Yeah. Right? So, you know, sometimes we get these things because they're great ideas mm-hmm. and we find them so useful, but then we really don't use it. And the easiest way to find out if you actually use something is to turn it off. Just get rid of it. And see if anybody notices. Yeah. You know, so get rid of the things you can live without because you can always add them back. Okay. And then I'm, I'm a big believer in money tracking and budgeting. Uh, Quicken.com, uh, you know, 30, 40 bucks a year. It's nothing. There's some, there's some free ones out there as well. Uh, but Quicken does allow you to track your investments and different things like that. Uh, so I'm a big believer in money tracking and budgeting. And if you're like me and you don't have time to do it yourself, pay somebody to do it. Uh, you, you know, you live in a world today for 50 bucks a month, you can pay a virtual assistant uh, to, to balance out your accounts from your checking account and stuff and balance out your statements. We talked so, about that this morning. Any, literally any service you want, you can find yeah, somebody to do much. it for yeah, you. Yeah, it's amazing. But we have a lot of time right now. So. Yeah, and, and, you know, <laughs> but and once that, we get going. Yeah, but that's a good point. Yeah. You know, Before you outsource something, I believe you insource it. Right. In other words, you've got to know what, what, they're doing. what they're doing so you can yeah. check on them, right? You right. Gotta, you gotta, it's, like, it's like when I transferred uh, uh, surgical guides to Whitney. Mm-hmm. I knew how to make them so that right. if Whitney leaves or something happens, I can still survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, just, it's no different than that. Yeah. Okay. So for um, money tasks we're doing before, during, and after crisis, we have emergency funds, um, review spending, and next we have price and plan shopping. Yeah. So I I have a star on this on my notes um, to give a warning on this. Okay. Um, look, so, so much of what I'm talking about this episode applies across the board. It's not dentist specific. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I want, I want to, I want to say this because I really mean this. Okay. Uh, number one, I want people to know I pay for all my stuff in my practice. You right. see, yeah. you've seen the bills. <laughs> I pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you, how much those bills are. So, you know, I, I don't get things for free. Okay. Right. Uh, I might get a little bit of a discount right. on certain things. And there's some things, some services that right. I do happen to get at no charge, but it's a couple of hundred bucks. It's nothing right. significant. Okay. I want to give everybody a warning on this. Okay. And I want you to look at me. I want you to slow down and I want you to really hear me. There is a value of service and availability. Okay. And I know many of you face this or felt this. And you thought it was unfair, but truthfully, it wasn't unfair. When you went to your bank to get your PPP loan and the bank didn't prioritize you, or you went to buy a, a personal protective equipment from a distributor and they didn't prioritize you, you thought it was unfair. But the truth is this. Why should they service somebody who doesn't give them all their business as a priority? You know, and I know that we want a dollar pinch and penny pinch. And, and I wrote down this note, don't jump over dollars to save quarters. No longer is the saying, don't jump over dollars to save pennies. It's talking about quarters because I know quarters add up a lot faster than pennies. But when you put yourself in that position, there is a value to service and relationships and availability. And we have to live in a world or have a mindset of abundance and let others make so that you can make more, okay? So it, it can't be that, hey, I want somebody to be there when I'm in crisis, but, when, but I'm going to go all, look all, over, all over the place. Look, I didn't fret about the PPP money, 
in the way that many of you have because I have a long-standing relationship with our bank and we've been there for a long time and we were able to pick up the phone and talk to somebody. But when you bank with large banks, there are some positives. Yes, they have the best mobile apps and yes, they have some of those things. But when it comes down to crunch time, they are going to prioritize the multi-million dollar and billion dollar companies first because that's what their bank is built around. Right. Okay, so I, I want, you know, I want to, when I say price and plan shopping, this is not about being nifty or any of those things to me. This is about being smart mm -hmm. with where you get things. And there's a big difference in being smart with where you get things, okay? So let's walk through some of this. Uh, one is take a look at all your personal insurances, your auto, your home, your liability, umbrella insurance, your health insurance, make sure you're on the right plans. Okay. Like for example, I haven't, I look at, we, I'm forced to look at our health insurance because we update it for the office mm -hmm. every year, but many people haven't looked at the health insurances in a few years right. and there's always new plans coming out. Mm -hmm. Uh, same with auto insurance and home insurance. Are you with one company for auto and a different company for home? Yeah, that's you how know. I was. And then I realized I saved money to put them together. Yeah, and the other part of that is, for example, some companies, their rates change annually. Mm -hmm. You know, like let's say for, I'm just make this part is made up, okay? But let's say this is an all-state area. Uh -huh. And State Farm wants to gain business in this market. Well, they may come in and undercut all-state, not right. a few dollars. I'm not going to leave a relationship right. over a few dollars. But a lot to gain market business. share right. and then slowly move you up. It's kind of like the cable companies right. do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> for the first year. <laughs> for the first year, right? Yeah. So it may be something. And, and, and honestly, there's nothing wrong, even with dental dealers, uh -huh. okay? There's nothing wrong with holding people to be honest, mm -hmm. okay? And the best and easiest way to make people honest is to price shop. Right. And I don't mean price shop, but just to know what's going on yeah. out there. And same with business insurance, your business insurance, your malpractice insurance, your property insurance, your liability insurance, your practice, your overall business health plan, whatever you've yeah. got there. Are you on the best plan? Are you on, you know, something that's not overly generous to team members, but not overly frugal to team members, something that's, you know, something that's fair to the business and right. fair to people, right? So you, I want people to look at these things. I want them to look at these on a regular basis, you know, certainly right now because it's time. Yeah, okay. I think the most important thing is to know the going rate yeah, of absolutely. all these things. And not just the rate, but it's also the different policies. They right. change. Yeah. You know, the, the things change. Like most of us, we're looking at, uh, at least speaking for almost any business right. in this case. And our patients do this. Yeah, of course. You know, and they com might compare your implant to someone else's implant, but then they're also looking at you're doing it digitally yeah. and someone else isn't and yours is guided and someone else's isn't. So it's just whatever route and they, they know me, take. Yeah. Right? And they value the relationship. Right. Right. So people will pay a little bit more. Yeah. I'm not about. I'm talking about not even our regular patients, yeah. just people off the streets, you know, it's, like those kinds of things. And yeah. Like it's like going with the cut offer. rate insurance right. company versus State Farm. Yes. If the cut rate insurance is a few dollars less than State Farm, I'm going to choose State Farm right. because they've been around. Right. Right. Uh, so it's the same thing. And now when it comes to dental supplies, since this is a dentistry podcast, uh, so here's some tips. Okay. I'm a big believer in using mainline distribution companies. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just firm believer yeah. in it. I, I think there's a value to the rep. And if you're not feeling a value to the rep, call the district manager and get a new rep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm sorry for the reps out there that, that hate when I say that, but it's the truth. Yeah. If you're not bringing value, you don't deserve to keep your customers. Um, but here's what I look at when I look at supplies. Uh, number one is 
I want to consolidate my SKUs. Okay, and what I mean by that is how many different products do you have? It's, it's no different than like our cassette. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a restorative cassette that does restorative, that yeah. does, you know, anything that causes drilling on teeth and it's right. one set of like cassettes. You know, with like, like 10 instruments yeah. basically, right? right? And, and how that came about is I used to have all these little instruments and I finally said, how often do I use that? Right. Let's get rid of that. You know, same concept. Get rid of it and see if you miss it. Yeah. You know, keep it, put it in a closet somewhere. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. I don't like throwing away. No, anything. We have boxes and boxes. But you can donate it at right. some point and get a tax write off yeah. for it. Uh, so consolidate your SKUs. Like there was a time where I had, uh, it's, it's silly to think about this, where I needed a bleach shade temporary material. Yeah. And that came from one place. Uh-huh. And then I needed the A1 and A2. And for some reason, we were ordering that from another Somewhere place. Else. Yeah. You know, and I was at some point like, why do I have all these different things? And is there real difference between A2 and A1 when it comes to a temporary? temporary yeah. You know, so so that's what I mean by consolidating SKUs. And, and another area that I see offices, the number of burrs they have. Mm-hmm. You've got to get, I mean, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, inventory costs money. Right. Okay. And I'm again, I'm not talking about buying everything like day by day. Right. Uh, I'm not a, against the bulk buying, but I'm yeah. against having a lots of stuff. Right. Uh, so, so consolidate the number of SKUs, the number of yeah. items that you have. The second thing I look at is consolidate your suppliers and manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in other words, try to give all your business to one company if you right. can and, and make there's a benefit to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so look at one of your distribution companies. And what can you do to get all of your business there, okay, and have a great service and save money, okay, right. uh, without a decrease in quality? I want to make sure. I'm not talking about changing to generic this, house brand, everything, right. okay? Uh, although they do like it when I promote house brands because they make more money on it, right. but that's not what I'm about. I'm about good quality, what you like to use, but if I bring everything to one place, what can they do for me? Right. You know, and, and a, a real negotiating point to me is is negotiating service costs. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you can't save it on the materials themselves, mm-hmm. but maybe you can sa- save it on the, on the service costs. And there's different tiers at different companies in how that works. Uh, the other part I look at is, um, is also uh, consolidating uh, with the manufacturer. So, for example... Um, uh, I, I don't. I don't want. I'm a little hesitant on this because I'm not trying to downplay any company. But uh, is there really at this point in 2020 a difference between Prime and Bond and Kerr OptiBond? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, they're both good. Or yeah. versus a uh, 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 3M Scotch Bond versus Ivoclar's Adhesi Bond. Yeah. You know, is there really a big difference between those? And 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 I know, like, look, because I have a. I like Kerr's OptiBond XTR. Right. You like what you like. Right. For sure. But. At the same time, if there's not a clinical difference, right. and if I can go through a couple of weeks of pain to learn how to use, use, the to use, the, yeah. use a different one, there's a value in consolidating to a single manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Because again, then you can ask for discounts. Right. You can ask, because same thing like home and auto insurance. Right. If you go to one provider for them, they're going to give you a little bit of a discount. Right. So the same thing, if you go to one company for your composites and your impression material and your bonding agent and all of that and your cements, then they're going to probably be able to give you a better price on those things. So, so I want people to relook at those things. And I'm not telling you which company to use and not to use. Okay, but have that conversation. And the truth is, is typically that conversation is going to have to happen directly with the manufacturer, with one of the manufacturer reps, not necessarily your distribution rep. Okay, and the same thing on that line is 
is people talk about buying in bulk, but I think we've reached a point where you don't have to buy in bulk to get the rate right. if you commit to an annual buy. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if I went to you, Meredith, and, and let's talk about like your stitching and stuff, okay? Yeah. If I said to you, Meredith, hey, listen, I'm going to get 10 shirts embroidered every month from you mm-hmm. for the year. Can you give me a price for that for the year? Yes. Versus, hey, I'm going to buy them one by one from you, right. and you don't know when I'm going to buy them. Yeah. You'd probably give me a discount if I committed to buying 100 shirts from you for the year. Right. Even right. though I don't want them all at once. Yeah. Okay. Because I knew you'd be a good customer. Right. So right. same thing with distribution, correct? Yes. So it's it, with, uh, with, sorry, same thing with the manufacturers. If mm-hmm. you commit to saying, hey, annually I buy X amount of impression material. Right. I'll commit to buying that this from year, you. but I want a price. Yes. Okay. And they're all doing it. Okay. Okay. So, so I think that's that's there. So, as for an annual spending discount and or re, I'm not a big fan of the rebates, but because rebates you got to remember to get it and right. all of that. I yeah, rather you have don't, the, you don't do good with that. <laughs> I definitely don't do good. So, would you? So, for example, in our office, mm-hmm. we have Whitney Number Two does mm-hmm. all of our ordering. One of the assistants, she is in charge of the ordering. So. Would you have her reach out to the rep? Are you reaching out to the rep? Or are you going straight to the manufacturer? So that's a how good, would one? Yeah, how? Get how? This? It's a good question. So I, I again, I don't like uh, team members making material decisions for me. Right. Uh, and by that I mean brand, all yeah. of that because changing prices, brands. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't mind yeah. if they change prices. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would probably mean they were changing brands. Not always. Too. Sometimes they can ask for the. Yeah. That was another thing I wrote. It never hurts to ask. Right. You exactly. Know, just never, for just, sure. Just have that. Like yeah. I, somebody always told me once. I learned how do you get a discount? They said every time you ask the price, you just did this. <laughs> <laughs> He just looked a little shocked. For those who can't see us, he just jumped. <laughs> just looked a little shocked and you're amazing. Yeah. Like if I told, if you, I said to you, Meredith, how much is it going to cost to get this embroidered? Yeah. What would you say to me? $15. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll do it for 12 <laughs> yeah, see, Exactly. So it's the same thing, yeah, right? Right. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so look, I, I believe the dentist has to be the leader. You cannot right. delegate the materials you use to a rep or to a team member. Okay, because at the end of the day, materials you use directly affect longevity, working properties, all of that stuff. Okay, uh-huh. so you got to be the leader on this. And quite frankly, if I told Whitney number two to figure out how to save money, she might start looking all over the place right. and do it and, and get the job done. Right. But do something that I'm not after right now. Right. right. I'm really trying to consolidate, not go all over the place. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I think the first thing that happens is I think the first thing you got to look at, you got to look at how many different brands are you buying? Right. And uh, what can you do to get it all under one roof? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. 
We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course. It's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. I ask because I think a lot of these doctors don't even know what they're getting, right? I, I think so, too. Well, I think when it comes to your basics, they know when right. the body... Like, I would know if you hand me a different composite. Right. I'd put it in, it feels different. Sure. But you're right. I think a lot of people are set it and forget of, it. Yeah. And, and they haven't looked in a long time. Or something's out of stock and they get something else and then it, they don't even realize it's switched. And or they're buying a product that still, they still make, but it's two generations old. Right. And there's, there's, a, there's newer, a newer, better. There's a newer product that may or may not be better, but it's less expensive. Yeah. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. so we got to look at that, okay? And, and look, along these lines, and, and I want to kind of move on to the next topic on this one, is, and this is important to me, if we don't support our manufacturers in the dental industry, who is going to make products that innovate our profession? You know, we, we came to composites because somebody is willing to pay a premium for composites. We got to composites that handle and finish and do all of this because there was money to be made in that stuff. But if we look for the lowest price in everything we do, nobody's going to innovate and our profession is going to get stuck. And, and that's problematic for us. So, right. so support our big name manufacturers. Support our startup manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Okay, just give them a chance, uh, and, and support your distributors uh, because uh, th- there's a value to all of that stuff. There's a value to somebody being available to get me masks for my bank to be available to get right. me a loan. Uh, there's a value to that. Right. And, and if you have a problem with other people being ahead of you in line, shame on you. Because I can tell you this, if patient number one called me right now, you better believe I'd go see him, correct? Yeah, of course. But if patient number last week called me, I'd still go see them, but I probably wouldn't be as... Change your plans to go see him. That's correct, right? right? And, and, and that's only fair and natural in yeah. everything that we right. do. So, yeah. For sure. Okay, so if our five money tasks to knock out during, before, and after crisis, we have emergency fund, review our spending... Price shopping, and fourth, we have our credit report. Yes, this is a little bit odd, I think, right? (laughs) But, um, you know, I think the credit report at the end of the day determines your ability to borrow and at what terms that you're going to borrow from, okay? So, in other words, can I borrow $10,000? Can I borrow $100,000? Can I get a five-year payback or can I get a 10-year payback? Can I get a three-year, 3% interest or can I get a 4% interest? And when you're dealing in dentistry, okay, like, like look, I bought our building. It's $2 million building. 1% is a big dollar right. amount. It's a big difference. On two, $2 million. Right. Okay. You know, and, and, and then from a cash flow perspective, a 10-year term is very different than a 15-year term right. in the cash flow. So that's why your credit report is so important in this fact. And I know there are many other factors that go into all of this borrowing, but your credit report is the first factor. Right. It is the one thing that's hard to get over. And the reason I bring this up, okay, uh, it, this hit home, <laughs> literally home, uh, <laughs> recently. Um, 
So when we bought our current house uh, in 2015, in 2015, we bought it on a five-year arm. Uh, so where we had a low interest rate for five years, and then the interest rate would be adjustable or change after five years. So we were hitting that five years this fall. Mm-hmm. So uh, last, uh, last fall, I went to our banker and I said, hey, it's time to uh, update our home mortgage or refinance a home mortgage. And so we went to do it and they came back and said, listen, we're happy to give you the money but you're not going to like the terms we can give you. And I go, why not? He goes, your credit report is really bad. I'm like, what do you mean? I make plenty of money. I pay everything on time. He goes, you think you pay everything on time, but there are times where you consistently pay things four days late. And it's reported. And it's reported. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so then it became a problem for us. Mm-hmm. And we had to work through things to get that down. And our home is relatively expensive, okay? And uh, so that half a percent... <laughs> On a 30-year loan yeah. makes a big difference. Right. It makes a big difference, okay? So, so you got you to gotta understand the value of a credit report. So you got to have the ability to, you know, it affects your ability to borrow and the terms at which you borrow. Uh, so pull your credit report. And right now, there are three, there are three uh, services that provide credit report in the United States. is Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And right now, uh, due to COVID... The three companies have come out and said that uh, through April 2021, they will give you the ability to get a free credit report every week. Uh, all you got to do is go to annualcreditreport.com. Uh, and look, I, I haven't done this myself on their site. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know if there's like strings attached to different things like that. So don't, I'm not saying it's absolutely safe to do it. Read the fine not print. not influencing this yeah. right now. <laughs> Read the fine print. But annualcreditreport.com mm-hmm. and get your credit report and take a look at it. And if you're not above a 700, okay, or 720, I don't know what the numbers are these days. Yeah, but if you're not it. above a 700, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Figure out what you got to do. Take a look at it. A lot of times it's a matter of, it's, it's a little thing here or there. Mm-hmm. You got to call a company. They can take care of your mortgage company can adjust the report. Your car company, like I, for example, um, I'll give you an example. I mean, the stupid things that made my credit score go down. When I sold my last Tesla or traded it in, actually. Yeah, they checked your... Well, no, no. When I, when I gave back my Tesla Model S uh-huh. and then upgraded or downgraded or side graded to yeah. my Model X, uh, we had a, it's, it formed a new loan. Uh-huh. And I assumed that they would just transfer my bank account information from the Model S loan to the Model X loan. And they didn't. So I literally didn't pay my Model X car payment for three months. <laughs> because you thought it was on auto pay. Well, I thought it was on auto pay. <laughs> yeah. Right? And... and so I, I check my statements to see what's on there, but I don't check to see what's not on right. there, right? And so then I got this note saying they're going to repo my car. <laughs> so, so we took care of it, right? right. So I had to pay back and, yeah. and all this, but it greatly affected my credit report. Yeah. So this is something that we should be doing relatively regularly. I don't think every so week is not necessary. I don't know how many people do this, but I use the Credit Karma app. Mm-hmm. It works really well. But for example, my husband's, we pulled it up when we were buying a house last year and he had bought a bunch of equipment for his work and a new truck. And mm. when he had gone to look at a new truck and there was all these hard hits yes. on his credit and he had great credit, everything else was good, but there was like four hard hits, Yeah, which while he was looking for the trucks right. because he went to different places mm-hmm. to get all of that stuff. Yeah. And he bought a couple things of equipment, like yeah. a lawnmower, you know, and all I mean. in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so the banks look at that. Right. That affects your... And that was nothing we would have ever thought of. Right, so the, these are little things. So like if you know you're getting ready to do a lot of loans and stuff mm-hmm. like that because you practice startup or whatever right. it is, you know, you got to watch that, watch out for that, yeah. you know. Uh, so so uh, so that's that's important, okay? So you got to do your credit report and, and take advantage of those things and, and start taking the time. It's tedious, a pain in the ass. You're mm-hmm. going to get on the phone, you're going to call places, you're going to be on hold. But that's what I had to do because I needed to yeah. refinance. <laughs> <laughs> my house because I didn't like where my interest rate was going. Right. So. Okay. So for our top four money tasks before, during, and after crisis, we have emergency fund, review your spending, price shopping, you, uh, check your credit report, and now we have debt restructuring. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I want to do uh, consistently, and, and listen, uh, this may go against what a lot of people believe, okay? Um, let, me, let me start with this one, okay? Uh, I wanted to, we've had this saying, you've already probably heard this, Meredith, where people say cash is king, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that, mm-hmm. okay? I believe cash is queen, liquidity is king. So you think the king's better than the queen? It's irrelevant, okay? Yeah. <laughs> because I could be worth a lot of money, right. Okay, on paper, uh-huh. but if I can't get, get it, it, right, it doesn't matter, right? Okay, so so we have some. Sometimes we we get suckered into. I don't want to say suckered. That's not the right word. Sometimes we get talked into. Not even that. We just get this false sense of security mm-hmm. that because I put a lot of money in my retirement plan, that I'm cash. I have a lot of cash, cash right. but you don't. You can't get that. You, Without well, a lot of penalties right. and jumping through hoops, right? right? So cash is queen, liquidity is king, mm-hmm. okay? Because, and, and this goes to a fundamental philosophy I have. I'm not a big believer in paying off loans early, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, so let's go through this, okay? Give you a very, very relevant example. How many of those of you listening, how many of you, have paid off your student loans early and now you're struggling to make ends meet during this time period. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you like to have your student loan money back? Right. Yeah. But if you call the student loan company and say, hey, you know, I've, I know I've paid this off a lot. Five years early. Can I have, can I have five that years back? And what are they going to say? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Right. right. So it's no different than when you pay off your house early. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, I, I'm not a big believer in paying these things off early. Because you can't get the money. Liquidity right. is king. If your money's tied up in your house, you don't have access to it. Right. Okay. And, and in a crisis, and especially if you're a business entrepreneurial minded person, having access to money makes you have flexibility to be able to make do deals and do things, right? Right. And I think we're going to hit a period where there's going to be a lot of people that want to sell. Right. You know, there are going to be real estate properties mm-hmm. that are available. There are going to be people that have hardships. And I, and I feel bad for them, but I want to be the one that takes advantage of that. Right, because they have all their money tied up in that. Or the, And they need it for whatever happens or right. this kind of stuff, right? So uh, it's how we got a beach house. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, uh, somebody's parents passed away, and the, the kids couldn't make the tax payments consistently. Right. So they, were, they needed to get rid of it before the taxes were due, and we were happy to buy it from them right. at a reduced price. Yeah. You know, so, but having liquidity is super important to that. So cash is queen, liquidity is king on that, okay? So, so if I say don't pay off loans early, then that doesn't mean go spend money on stupid stuff, okay? Don't be silly with money. So what I, so, so big things though. So I think you mean don't pay off like the big things. No, I don't mean play off. I don't want you to pay off anything early. Well, 
any any securitized debt, I don't want you to pay it off okay. early. I don't want you to pay your car off early. I don't want you to pay your home off early. I don't want you to pay your student loans off early. I don't want you to pay any non-credit card debt. I don't want you yes. to pay any of it off okay. early. I don't. Okay? Uh, and here's what I want you to do instead. Don't spend that money. So, for example, me and my wife okay. go through this. Me and Mona go through this all the time. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mona wants us to pay off the house. Mm-hmm. She wants us to pay an extra thousand, two thousand, whatever the number is per yeah. month, so we can pay the house off early. And I just absolutely refuse to do it. That's what my husband says too. I refuse yeah. to do it. Okay, and you want to do it? You want to pay it off early too? No, right? I'm either way. I mean, it doesn't bother me. It bothers him. He wants to have it paid off. He wants to have it paid off. I would tell yeah. you not to pay it off early. I don't want to live there for it. I'm like, well, why would I put all the money? Into well, it? I look at it differently. Okay, so <clears throat> if you have discipline, what I said makes sense. Don't mm-hmm. pay it off early. Right. If you don't have discipline, please pay it off <laughs> early. <laughs> if you don't no. have discipline, pay it off early, okay? But if you have the discipline, what I suggest instead is take that money that you would put towards that loan and put it into an escrow account. Mm-hmm. Set it aside into an interest-bearing account. Maybe it gets 1%, 2%. You know, maybe you put it into a money market. Maybe you play the market a little bit with it because you can always take that, that money and out. pay it off. Mm-hmm. Okay, because remember, cash is queen, liquidity is king. Yes. Correct? So then I, what I'm doing, what I, so my, me and Mona's compromise mm-hmm. was instead of paying $2,000 extra per month to the bank, mm-hmm. I said, I'll tell you what, we'll put $2,000 a month aside every month to earmarked to pay off our house, but let us have it. Right. Okay, let us, let us have control of our money. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that way when I need it, I need it. Right. Look, I'm in a position in our house, our type of house. It, how long do you think it would take me to sell this house? A long time. A long time, right? Yeah. So if, if shit hit the fan, I couldn't pull my, yeah. I couldn't fire sale this house. Yeah. Right? My house would sell before I even put it on the market. Exactly. Yeah. So, so someone like you, maybe that, you know, it, it's just so. Right. You got to be. You, it's different. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you got to look at it that way. So put that money. I'm not saying spend it because yeah. that is not what I'm saying at, at all. Yeah. Okay. But don't pay it off early. Get control of your money. And then the other thing I do believe that I want to say along these lines is don't take loans beyond the useful life of something. Okay. So here's my example. Okay. Right. Uh, I'm a big, I, I love dental technology. Love it. You, you see my, right. you see, yes. obviously you see yeah. the office. You've been there five yeah. years. <laughs> so um, I believe that any dental equipment you buy should be a five-year loan because that's the useful life. Mm-hmm. Of that be something new. Better. It doesn't mean bigger, that that, better, it doesn't mean that the equipment won't last more than right. five years. It just means that technology updates and that typical time span. Mm-hmm. So, so, and the same with cars. Right. You know, you know, the average car loan has gone from 60 months to 72 months uh-huh. in the last few years because it lowers payments. Yeah. And so I'm not a believer in taking loans out longer than their useful life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, so that, that's why, that's where some of my thought processes are not paying off early, but that doesn't also mean that I'm going to take out a 30 year loan on my CAD CAM machine. Right. Okay, because that's unreasonable as well. Okay, right. so I'm a big believer on the dental side of things. Equipment, five year max. Okay, on a house, I know some people say let's get the 15 year mortgage paid off early. I said don't. Take the 30 year mortgage. Okay, pay the 30 year note, and then put the difference between the 15 and 30 year. Put it aside in an escrow account, and then when 15 years comes, just pay it off. Yeah. Okay, if you're even in that house that long. Right. Because cash is queen, liquidity is king. Okay. 
So list out all your liabilities, okay? Uh, look at your personal and business loans. Get up to date on the information. In other words, what is your current principal as of January 1st? Uh, what is the rate that you're on and when is the term? When does this loan last until? Okay, let's get it all on paper and let's take a look and see what all that stuff looks like. Okay, and then number two is let's work on credit card debt. Now, I'm fortunate I don't have any credit card debt. We have revolving credit because we spend money every month and we pay it off. But a lot of people have credit card debt. And in my opinion, it's the worst debt that you can have. It is it is a credit card debt will suffocate you. Okay, it is horrible. So try to avoid credit card debt. Live within your means. We can have a whole talk on all of that stuff. Like, not like I'm the best. I wasn't the best at that. I'm still, <laughs> still, we live well within our means, but we're very fortunate in that sense. Um, and then start looking at credit cards and start paying off your credit card debt and prioritize. And I know I said, don't pay off loans early. I said, except for credit card credit debt. Card, right? yeah. uh, prioritize paying off the smallest amounts and then the highest interest rates. And the reason I want to pay off, most people say pay off your high interest rates, but if I owe $10,000 on a 10% interest loan, and I owe $1,000 on a 8% interest loan, I want you to pay off the $1,000. Get that, get rid of it. Yeah. Okay, get it off there first. And then, because there's a psychological factor to getting some of these things down, okay? Mm -hmm. So now, if I had $10,000 at 40%, I mean, on, let's say 20%, yeah. and I had $500 at 4%, I would still say get rid of the $500, get it knocked yeah, out. Just be done with it. Be done with it, and then turn your attention to the highest rate loan. Right. So, so, so I believe in prioritize towards the smallest bills and then the highest interest rate second. If the numbers are pretty close to each other, then the highest interest rate will uh, trump all of that stuff. Right. And I like to get them done, get them off. And I've been through credit card debt. I went through that in 2009. So one of the ways we survived. And um, so that's there. So, so get take notice of what your loans and liabilities are on a business and personal. I'm talking down to every loan. Car loan, you know, real estate loan, equipment loan, mortgage. I mean, to me, by the way, rent, a lease... For a rental property, you know, for your office is a loan. Mm -hmm. You've committed to X number of years. You're on the hook for that. Right. So if your business shuts down, they can technically go after you. So I put that down in my liabilities. That's why I don't like to call it your loans. Right. Because people don't think of rent as a loan. Like if you rent a house, when you rent an apartment, you sign a lease for how long? Right. A year, typically, uh -huh. right? So you're on the hook. If you leave after eight months, they want those four months. Right. So same thing, okay? So that's why I say liabilities. Write down all your liabilities. What commitments do you have? Not just loans, but what commitments do you have? Get the updated information, the principal amount, what it would cost to get out of it, when you can change it. Like, for example, uh, when I refinanced uh, my office real estate, they had a 3-2-1 penalty where if I got rid of it after one year, I had to pay 3%, two years, 2%, three years, 1%. And then after that, it was free to get out of it or to refinance it. Mm -hmm. uh, so write all those things down so you have a good idea of what you're, what you're, what you're up against. Uh, so that's kind of my overall thing of the five things, the five main money tasks to do before, during, and after a crisis.
Okay. So do you want to review those one yeah, more time? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. Um, just in case for all of you guys listening out there, we have five money tasks for you before, during, and after a crisis. We have uh, that savings plan or emergency fund, review your spending, price shopping, your check your credit report, and debt restructuring. Thank you, guys. And uh, listen, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, you remember www.asktbone.com. Uh, I would love to get some more reviews. I think we've kind of, uh, listen, you've got nothing else going on right now. Just get the hell on iTunes and Google yeah. and review me. I mean, for God's sakes, you've got nothing going on. Uh, listen, the, in all truthfulness, those reviews, uh, those comments, the submitting of questions, they drive me. They keep this things going forward. You know, uh, if nobody was listening or nobody was talking to us or giving us feedback back, if you weren't if you weren't here with me every week, uh, I wouldn't do this every week. I got better things to do, like going to take a nap and stuff. So, uh, so l- let's let's be with that uh, and let's be together on on these things. And please help us out. And look, three uh, D Dentists is our company. Uh, it pays the bills. For this podcast, believe it or not, this podcast actually costs a decent amount of money to put together. Meredith doesn't work for free. (laughs) Or do you? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, and so all of these things, and we have Gabriel over there, and uh, and if those of you notice, we have a pretty good production quality and and all of that. So if you can support 3D Dentists, that'd be unbelievable. We're doing very well. Certainly right now we're in pause uh, because we're forced to be in pause. Uh, but if you can support 3D Dentists, that'd be awesome. And, and I, I do want to say this about 3D Dentists. Listen, we're a group of regular general dentists who own practices that want to help you. We are not funded by private equity. We're not made of millions or any of that stuff. We are eating, living, and breathing many of the same things and challenges that you're facing. And so much about what we talk about is not just about how to do something, but how to implement it. You know, execution is more important than knowledge sometimes. And I think that's really what separates us from so many others is there are many places to get knowledge, but we focus on the execution of knowledge because we're living and breathing and doing it on a regular basis. So I want to thank each of you for listening. I want to thank you for listening on your treadmill. Makes me look (laughs) bad, so don't do it anymore. Uh, On your walk. Uh, on your car ride home, on your car ride to work, uh, when your wife is taught, your spouse is bothering you and you just put your, you know, you want to hear my voice instead. Uh, so thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, 
Visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.